You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, you know that music, people. I hope you know that music because that music means it is time for what I learned this week on TikTok every single week on Saturday. We run this segment because I, as a 51-year-old man, spend way too much time on that TikTok app. But I do so because it's so addictive and I learn so much information. So how it works is I will give both Jacob and Harvey four pieces of information, three pieces of which are made up, not true. But one of them is true, and it sounds outrageous. All four things will sound outrageous. But only one of them is true. So, uh, and we'll see if how they do. Now, the last time I ran this, I ran this with Larry uh, Hardesty. I can't remember what show we were filling in on. But I almost had an immaculate performance. I think we had four questions, and every single qu- every single person who went kept getting them wrong, except for, like, the last one. So I almost had my first ever, like, immaculate inning. I almost had my first ever immaculate what I learned on TikTok. But there's always today, so let's see if we can get it done. Uh, Jacob, Harvey, you get to decide who goes up first. I guess I'll uh, go first. I'll All be right, the Jacob, first here we go. You're ready to roll. I'm ready. Now, I've had two weeks off. The questions today during Stump Rothenberg, you'd have to say were fairly easy. I don't know that I can necessarily pay you back this way because uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe you'll knock them out of the park. You've had very good performances. You've had some, as Aaron Boone would say, you're, you're scuffling a little bit right now. I mean, you're Aaron, scuffling. Aaron Boone would have been uh, politically correct for me. Yes, he would have. Right. He would not have been angry Aaron like he was last night. All right, here we go. First up, while the White House does obviously have an address, the White House has no zip code. Number two, tiger urine smells like buttered popcorn. Number three, most birds should not eat rice because it can cause their stomachs to explode. Or number four, the Chinese word for crisis, the symbol, is a combination of the symbols for both danger and opportunity. So to recap, one, the White House has no zip code. Number two, tiger urine smells like buttered popcorn. Number three, birds should not eat uh, rice because it can cause their stomachs to explode. Or number four, the Chinese symbol for crisis is a combination of the symbols for danger and opportunity. Oh, geez. And and you said this was going to be easy. Well, I, I didn't know. I'm not sure. I don't know how to judge it sometimes. I didn't, I, I'm not, I, you know, there's never going to be an easy round of this. I mean, I'm the first one to me that jumped out was the birds in the rice. Okay. Uh, I've been hearing that for years, probably. Yeah. As long as I've been around with New York City pigeons all over. Yeah, those things will eat anything. Yeah. I've seen I've seen pigeons eating vomit, so I don't know if rice is going to give them any problems. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I'm not sure how uh, yeah. bad it is for the stomach. But um, I said most birds. I didn't say all. Oh, birds. Oh, most birds. Oh, yeah, okay, most okay. birds. Uh, those aren't even birds. Those are. I mean, those <laughs> things are disgusting. Rats with wings. Yeah. I mean, how do we not have the rats fight the the, the pigeons and just the, then we just have one of them to deal with, right? That would uh, that's not that a bad. That would at least take care of one of them, right? It should be a show on the Ocho. I, we need to yeah. pitch that. Um, but back to the question, I think to me the one I probably will go in and lock it in mm-hmm. is the Chinese symbol. 
The for, Chinese symbol, crisis. For, for crisis in opportunity. All right, you're going to lock it in, my friend? I'm going to lock it in. Don't have it locked yet. No, you don't have the locked in sound. All right, that's wait, all right. I'm going to lock it in. All right. That is incorrect. I'm sorry. No, that oh, is geez. wrong. The Chinese symbol uh, for crisis is not a con- – it would have been It would have been great. They should have thought of that at the time. <laughs> hey. But, no, they did not uh, They did not think that far ahead. So, all right, so now you got three. The White House has no zip code. Tiger urine smells like buttered popcorn, or most birds should uh, not eat rice because it can cause their stomachs to explode. jeez. Oh, uh, I am – no zip for the White House. No zip for the White House. No, lock it in? Lock it in. No, that would also be a no, Jacob. That would Jeez, be a that would be that's... an 0 for 2 you've got so far. No, the White House does definitely have a zip code. Uh, so now you're down to the one that you said right away you thought was true, but you've avoided it for some reason. I'm not sure why. Uh, and then you have also uh, tiger urine smells like buttered popcorn. Well, just... <laughs> Just to let the listeners know, uh, usually the most obvious ones are the ones I would think to go after would be wrong most of the time. So right, I try to avoid that Look, one. Look, I'm laying I'm laying traps a lot of the time. So if you you know, I'm trying to avoid that one. And you're uh, trying to avoid the traps. I am uh, not going to avoid it this time. I am indeed going to lock that one in. Locking in the birds should not eat rice because it can cause their most birds uh, most can birds, cause yes. their stomachs to explode. Locked in. Lock it in. Yeah, this is not a Stump Rothenberg performance. That is 0 for 3. No, tiger urine actually smells like buttered popcorn. I don't know who the first guy to uh, discover that was. I don't know why he would discover that. Uh, Maybe he was just walking past. You would think that there was a tiger around. You would like, you know, let me make sure I avoid uh, getting eaten by the tiger. But no, he, uh, I'm not sure if it turns out that humans smell like buttered popcorn to tigers. That might also be true, but nobody's asked the tigers. So there you go. Uh, An 0 for 3 performance from Jacob right out of the box. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I'm not very proud of it. Also, what did that guy happen to pull a prank with uh, butter popcorn and a tiger urine? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not <laughs> sure. It kinda... makes you. It makes you think of your trip to the movies in a whole different way now, right? <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, uh, now we will move on now to Harvey. Harvey, are you ready, my friend? I am ready. I just want to say, uh, just to point out, you spent two weeks on vacation. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm guessing you thought this through while watching the fishermen try to catch fish, right? Yeah, all the stuff like that. And you, the first one out of the box is about tiger urine. Yep, absolutely. Look, there's some. Sometimes you know, I've done this segment long enough now. I know which ones to pop. You know, I know which ones really work well. And that tiger urine, that's one of them, baby. That is one of them. All right, uh, you're ready for your uh, first trip here. Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Uh, Harvey, number one. In the early 1900s, you could mail a child in the mail by attaching stamps to their clothing. Number two, the expression rule of thumb came about from an English law that allowed a man to beat his wife with a stick no thicker than his thumb. Number three, spiral staircases in castles were designed in a clockwise direction to hinder right-handed attackers. Or number four, Einstein used to love to play the banjo in his free time and even recorded an album. So to recap for the audience, number one, in the early 1900s, you could mail your child in the mail by attaching stamps to their clothing. Number two, the expression rule of thumb came about from an English law allowing a man to beat his wife with a stick no thicker than his thumb. Spiral staircases, number three, and castles designed in a clockwise direction to hinder right-handed attackers. 
Or number four, Einstein loved to play the banjo in his free time and even recorded an album. Okay. This is going to be a weird one for me. I'm going to go with the clockwise staircases. Clockwise st- spiral staircases and castles designed in a clockwise direction to hinder right-handed attackers. Lock it in. I'm locking it in. That is incorrect. No, we're wrong right out of the box. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm back to my, I am like, boy, I'm lock- I'm like Edwin Diaz right now. My, my K percentage is through the roof. No, spiral, sta- that is a, um, a popular myth, actually, that spiral staircases were designed that way. It had nothing to do with uh, attackers. All right, so that one's down. You got three left. You know them. Could okay. mail your child in the mail with uh, putting some stamps on their clothes. Rule of thumb came about from um, a law, an English law, allowing man to beat his wife with a stick no thicker than his thumb. Or number now number three, uh, Einstein loved to play the banjo in his free time and even recorded an album. I'd like to think that if Einstein recorded an album, I would have heard of it by now. Maybe it's banjo music. Have you heard a lot of banjo songs? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. Th- I shouldn't say anything. Go, I'll leave you to your own devices. I mean, not these days. You know, I'm just gonna go to the extreme here. I'm gonna go with you can mail a child with a stamp. Uh, lock it in. I'm locking it in. Oh, we got the lock it in. We're only six questions in. Uh, yes, that is absolutely correct. Yes, in the early 1900s, 1913. You could actually mail your child by just attaching stamps to their clothing and I guess just stick them in the mailbox. Uh, it's kind of crazy. And it got like publicized to a degree and they very quickly realized the, uh, <laughs> the problems that could result as, a, as, a, as, a, as a, they threw some laws on the books pretty quickly after that. But yeah, for ni- at one point in 1913, you could just mail your kid wherever you wanted. Interesting. All right. Um, maybe we'll go with uh, one last one for the both of you, and you can team up here. Okay. Let me ask. Uh, yeah, do I want to use that one? Do I want All right, here we go. Yeah, I think I'll go with this. All right, number one. The FDA once banned sliced bread. Number two, after decapitation, human heads remain conscious for around two minutes. Number three, only male mosquitoes bite humans. And number four, chameleons cannot turn purple. Recapping once again, the FDA once banned sliced bread. Number two, decapitation human head remains conscious for around two minutes. Only male mosquitoes bite humans. Or number four, chameleons cannot turn purple. I'm going to... Are you going to work together on this one? Are you going to go with opposite questions so you have a better, you increase your odds? How are you playing this here? We will I'll collaborate with Jacob. I don't mind. All right. I mean, uh, I mean either one suffices. As long as we beat Gordon is uh, the ultimate game. Right. That's right. There you go. All right. Well, yeah, we'll I'll take splitting. a stab at this first. Okay. Was, what do you got, Harvey? I can only go by uh, experience when I'm traveling to countries. So I'll go okay. with the male mosquitoes biting me. Okay, only male mosquitoes by humans. You lock that one in. Um, Jacob, which one are you going with? Which one uh, tickles your fancy, as they say? I mean, that was a, that's probably the one I was going to go after. Also. Yes. Well, look, I mean, if you, if you feel confident in one, I mean, I don't want to steer you in an opposite direction, but you do what you got to do, my friend. You know what? I am going to support Harvey, and we are going to take the male mosquitoes. Male mosquitoes locked in. Yeah, you're both wrong. Actually, only female mosquitoes. Wow. I think there's something interesting. Only the female mosquitoes suck your blood. So, um, wow. 
I should have just Male uh, mosquitoes are just they're just flying around with plants, but the females, they're the ones that bite you. Oh, good. All right, so you got that one out of the way. Okay, so uh The recap, FDA once banned sliced bread. Decapitated heads stay conscious for around two minutes. Can stay uh, conscious for up to two minutes. And then number th- uh, now number three was number four. Chameleons cannot turn purple. So I'm stuck in between. All right. I think for the second one, well, for mine, I'm going to go with uh, FDA band bread. Okay. So you're going with the sliced bread? Yeah. Harvey, are you sticking with Jacob, or are you going your own route? I I will go my own route for this, right. at least for this. Yes, I will. I will say uh, I'll chamele- purple chameleons. I've never seen, okay. especially even in Discovery Channel. So I will go All with right. purple chameleons. All right, so you're locking them both in there. Jacob, you've nailed it. Yes, the FDA once banned sliced bread for a time. I'm not exactly sure of the reason, but no, chameleons can turn purple. And decapitated heads actually remain conscious for up to 30 seconds. So it's not exactly good news there either. Yeah, that one I wasn't too sure about. Right. Two minutes does seem to be a long time. That would be a long two minutes. But, yeah, you know me. I like the uh, sometimes the more macabre ones. But there you go. That, my friends, while I was away on vacation, is what I learned on TikTok. And now because of this beautiful segment, you have learned it too. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number coming up. We'll get back to the sports stuff, get back to the Yankee struggles, the Mets. We've not touched on Deshaun Watt. We've not touched on any football. We'll change that next right here. 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. We've already figured out that the Yankee season is clearly over. Uh, it, it cannot be salvaged, even with an eight-game lead atop the division. They're done. They're finished. Write, write them off. You can write the epitaph now. You can write the, the eulogy now. Lock it in. Yeah, it's over. It's already over, people. Uh, the Mets, we already – I mean, that's also locked in. They are obviously winning the World Series. How could they not? Uh, Tom Brady is not on the mass Singer. We figured that out. We've, uh, we've put on our thinking caps and realized that that's impossible. There's no possible way that that could happen. And the fact that there's literally no evidence of it, when people on the mass Singer, they go on the show, they sing. If anybody sounded like Tom Brady, I think that there would be a clip somewhere of saying, wait a second, this is clearly Tom Brady. He is on the mass Singer. And just common sense would tell you that's ridiculous. So we figured that out. We got, we've figured out a lot, but we've not really touched on anything NFL-related. And there's a couple of uh, things that I do want to, to focus in on, one with the Giants and Daniel Jones, and the other one is with another quarterback. That would be, of course, Deshaun Watson. And it seems like, at least for now, we've finally gotten some resolution about this story. And think about how long we have been talking about this story. This story first started two years ago when he first requested the trade and then the reports came out and then it was the back and forth of of, of, of where is he going to get traded is he going to get traded is he not going to get traded he finally gets traded he gets the settlements done you think about how long this story has been going on it feels like longer than two years and all the different steps along the way and now to finally have what the punishment is, and it seems like it's, it's, it's settled now because the NFL has come down with the 11-game suspension. But you think about how long it took to get to this point, and does it feel like to anybody that the NFL got this right? Because it still doesn't feel like it to me. Like 11 games 
it, it, it's just a further example that it feels like the NFL, they're just making this up as they go along. All these punishments, it, see, there's, it, they're not based on anything. There's no real criteria where, okay, this is going to count against you and that's going to count against It just feels like they're just completely making this stuff up on the fly every single, uh, every single time. And this one is, is more egregious, a word that comes up a lot when it comes to this, uh, this story, because the NFL had this length of time. If you had a test and you have, you know, the test is a pop quiz and you don't do well on it. Okay, fine. You didn't know it was coming. This one, you saw it coming down the road for two years now. You knew that the NFL was going to have to rule on this at some point and to put in all these steps because we got to get it right. And yet it just seems completely arbitrary, completely made up. And how exactly do they get to 11 games? Like why 11 games? At least at 12, you could make the argument, well, the arbitrator said six and we felt that was too low. So we doubled that, right? We just strictly doubled. How do you get five more games after the six games already? It just doesn't seem any. It doesn't make seem to make any sense. And then you see, well, he comes back in the first game. Back is against the Texans. That doesn't seem like it's a coincidence. So to me, the NFL completely screwed this up. If there was ever a time to think in the last calendar year, there has been a player in the sport who has been suspended for an entire season. And it's not the shot. If we had Stump Rothenberg and somebody asked a question about, well, there's going to be a player suspended in the future for a full season of games. And it's not going to be uh, Deshaun Watson. It would seem impossible, right? Like, obviously, the guy who has the, all these cases against him that we've been talking about for all these many years, and that's the one guy that, no, it's going to be Calvin Ridley who bet 1500 on a uh, on a game that he was not even involved in. Like, what do you think Calvin Ridley is thinking when, when he sees this come down? Originally six games, and then they bump it up to 11. It just, it's amazing to me how the NFL could still get this one wrong when they knew that this was going to be something they're going to have to rule on and how there would, there would be a player that has been suspended for a full season of games, and this just wouldn't be the case. Very, very odd to me. And then you have Watson, who at one point came out and, and, and said – Almost made it seem like, you know, he was showing some level of remorse. And then I think it was either Thursday or Friday, forgive me because, you know, I was traveling and everything else, where he comes out and he says that, you know, I've maintained my... Do we have the clip of him talking about maintain that he's proven his innocence? Can we play that one? Yeah, Watson, like, at first it seemed like he was actually going to kind of, you know, maybe not take uh, full accountability, but at least some accountability. And then the punishment comes down, and then he goes right back to the, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. Wait a second. You settled how many lawsuits? The Texans settled how many lawsuits? You got suspended for, you know, what, 63 65% of the games this upcoming season? And when we're going with, I, I didn't do anything wrong. And, and he, I believe he used the phrase, here's the cut here, where he says that he proved his innocence. Yeah, I'm moving. I'm moving on with my career and my life, and I'm continuing to stand on my innocence. Just because you know settlements and things like that happen doesn't mean that a person is guilty for anything. I feel like a person has the opportunity to stand on his innocence and prove that, and we prove that on the legal side, and we're just going to continue to push forward as an individual and as a person. 
And maybe, look, maybe I'm just playing semantics with words here. What, what, when did uh, I know I've been on vacation for a couple of weeks. When did he prove his innocence exactly? Pro- you proved your innocence. When did that happen? You proved your innocence. Just because you did not face criminal charges, that is not the same as proving your innocence. And you, he knows that. He knows that. And, and it's almost like it, sometimes it's better not to say anything than to say the wrong thing. And, and clearly, whoever was advising him on that, I don't know if it's just a, a media scrum or a press conference or whatever, uh, that was, like, again, much like the NFL, you knew this was coming down the road, right? Like, did you not prepare yourself for it? You're surrounded by lawyers. You've had to have been surrounded by lawyers for the last two years. And it just comes down to, like, either Deshaun Watson is completely clueless or he's a complete psychopath. Because if he honestly believes that his behavior, which everyone else agrees was egregious and predatory, if he believes that he has done nothing wrong, either he's clueless about what is acceptable in in situations, or he knows it's wrong and he just completely does not care. It's one way or the other. And there's not really any middle ground there. So, I I mean, look, it, it is what it is. It seems like um, I, I was listening to uh, Mike Florio with Pro, Pro Football Talk, and he said that if there is still the possibility that the, the punishment changes based on uh, Watson um, dealing with the, the whatever treatment that he has to go through and, 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 and that being approved that, his, that he is accepting of the treatment, so there's the possibility that things could change down the road. I would assume that the Browns will take care of whatever they, I mean, all these other teams are taking, right? The, the, the Texans took care of whatever they had to take care of with them. Um, it just shows you that, um, that teams will do whatever because he's a good quarterback. And, that, and, and basically, Jimmy Haslam said that yesterday. The owner of the team basically came out and said, well, you know, he's a really good quarterback. Everybody deserves second chances. Well, yes, everybody deserves a second chance when they screw up and they admit they screwed up. Deshaun Watson, for a minute there, it looked like he was about to start to admit that he screwed up. And then he's gone. As soon as the punishment has been handed down, he's gone right back to the old thing of, no, I didn't do anything wrong. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. And I, I, I don't follow the Browns that closely, but has Jimmy Haslam ever helped at a press conference? <laughs> has he ever come to a press conference, said something, and people were like, yeah, 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 that's a, that's a good point. Actually, that, that, that's very helpful. Thank you. Thank you for shedding a lot. Because it feels like every time he's involved in a press conference, it just makes things worse. Just makes things worse. Uh, let's go to uh, Mike is in New Jersey. Mike, you're next up on the Dave Rothenberg Show. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, um, I, I just I got my young kids in the car. I just want to say hi to them real quick. Jada, Dev, and Kaya, two daughters. Hi. And it's uh, all right, Dad. And it's um, <laughs> you know, the, about the Deshaun Watson thing. You know, it, it, you could you the guy's a narcissist, and I could tell when he said he was sorry. He was just saying it because there was yeah. judgment coming down, and he was going to get sort, some sort of punishment. And he knew now it even shows. Now once it ended, he's back to his innocence. I mean, the guy didn't prove anything. No. You know, if they had, I mean, 28 women, I mean, I'm not going to get into specifics, but doesn't yeah. treat women correctly. And now he just sits on his high horse. It is so sick. He has no remorse, doesn't care. And he only said he was sorry because he, there was a punishment coming. He said, oh, I'll do eight games and pay five million. I mean, the guy was only worried. And, you know, and then in his little sorry speech, sorry, I just hope I get 
get a chance to play a game that I've worked so hard for in my life again. Well, guess what, buddy? Those women, some of them, maybe some of them aren't telling the truth, but they aren't going to get back what they had before they met with you, you know, what you did to them. And you're not innocent. You don't, you don't plead out to 24 cases paying who knows how much, not disclosing what you paid, not disclosing what you said in those statements to the attorneys and to the judges, if you're innocent. You don't try and keep everything out of the light. So don't give me your innocent butt. I mean, a complete narcissist, sociopath, and you know what? The football people, the Browns just feed into his ego, and all those people around him, his mom should be ashamed of him. He's sitting up there, sitting on a high horse, when maybe he didn't do it to all those women, but he did it to somebody. And those guys that call into the radio station that say, oh, that he was never, you know, they, they, these women signed up for it. No, no, no. They didn't sign up for it. He searched them out. Yeah, no, I mean, look, uh, you know, Mike, okay, uh, and so, again, so, you don't want to so. go, I appreciate the phone call, and we don't want to go into too many uh, specifics, I get that, but um, it, look, he, he clearly thinks that he's above the laws and the rules, and based on how things turned out, kind of is, right? Like, we, we'll hammer the Browns because they're the ones, and they knew exactly what they were doing when they traded for Watson. They weren't the only ones trying to trade for him. Teams were fighting hand over fist to get Deshaun Watson. So he thinks that he would just, you know, he'll just move on to a new team and he's rewarded with the best contract in the history of the NFL and the punishment, not the worst thing I've ever heard. That's for sure. So he kind of feels like he's been uh, above the law and that he'll get away with it in the long run. And it's kind of hard to argue with him. I think he is right on that. He hasn't proven his innocence. (laughs) And I think that either, as I said, either something is really wrong... one way or the other, something is really wrong with him. Either he's com- com- I mean, completely clueless or just a psychopath, but thinking that he's above the rules and the laws and, and that he will eventually get away with it, that much he's been proven right on. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, more of your phone calls. We'll touch on the Giants a little bit. Much more to do as we lead you up until noon. It is Gordon Damer right here, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. <laughs> You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. I was watching a lot of TV uh, during my, uh, my, my couple of weeks away, and I saw that they're running ads now for some Game of Thrones. I, don't, I think it's a prequel. Do they think that we forgot how bad that thing ended? That show was the most decorated most award uh, in terms of uh, awards, they won the most awards. I think it was the most profitable show in the history of television at a time where it's like peak TV, right? Like TV has never been better in terms of like the big time shows of, of Sopranos or Breaking Bad or The Wire or Mad Men. And Game of Thrones completely destroyed it to such a degree that. You can't even rewatch it without like being loud no, because it all doesn't matter. Like the ending was that bad. And now they're, they're like, hey, forget it. Yeah, sure. Don't worry. Don't pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. No, we got a new one now for you. No, no, I'm, I think I'm good. You're not getting any more of my eyeballs after the way that thing. Like most of the great shows did not have like the best. Like Breaking Bad's last season was not its best season. And, um, the Wires last season, that was not, not the best either of the show's run. But it was nowhere close. Game of Thrones. You, you think I forgot it? No, it's going to be a lot longer before I forget about that. 
I don't think anybody forgot that, but I don't think anybody's forgotten about that. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Jay is in Yonkers. Jay, what's going on, my man? Hey, what's going on, man? Um, I was I was kind of um, like disagreeing with you, but I do got to agree with you about the um, Game of Thrones after last season. It, it See, didn't get out of I bring people together, wack, Jay. So. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, yeah we, for we sure, can all man, agree on that. Yeah, no, I do agree with you on that. But I got to disagree with you about maybe about the Deshaun Watson. I mean, I agree with you about, you know, like what he did was definitely wrong, like where they smoked his fire. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of feel like um, at the end of the day, he was like, you know, in the court of law, he was found innocent at the end of the day. No, so, he wasn't found innocent. He was not – they did not bring charges. But that doesn't mean you're innocent. Just because they don't bring charges doesn't mean you're innocent of the crimes. Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely true, though. That's definitely true, but he wasn't found guilty. I think. No, he was definitely not found guilty, but he said he proved his innocence. I I don't think anybody thinks he proved his innocence. He just didn't get charged with anything. And and clearly there wasn't enough to charge him. That's fine, but, you know. That's yeah, not and definitely your about that too, though. And then even if, like, I understand definitely what you're saying, but and if a person is really not going to really prove it, I'm not saying like he's not going to do it because what he did was probably is definitely wrong. I'm not saying that. But if he goes on air and he says, "Oh," and go in detail and says certain things about the case or whatever that happens during the in, in that, then he's going to get incriminated, and that's going to bring up more things and more attention and more spotlight to him, even what he did was wrong or right at the end of the day. So even if he did or didn't do it, even if he says certain things that he's proven to the media, not even to the media, but to the people or whatever, he's going to incriminate himself and then it's going to bring more spotlight to him at the end of the day. Well, I, I think it bring more spotlight and it's a problem for him making those statements if those statements are not true. And, and, and remember, Jay, thanks for the phone call. When this whole thing came down, I mean, his reputation before this was sparkling. It was sterling. He never had anything like anything close to this and nothing negative. So when these first cases came down, he was very, uh, very adamant that he was not going to settle. He was going to fight. He was going to do. And at the end of the day, he did not do that. And look, I will agree that just because you settle cases doesn't necessarily mean your guilt. But he said he proved his innocence. That is 100 percent not true. That is completely false. So that is, uh, that's the problem that I have. And, and I think with that case, um, part of me is happy or at least content that it's not going to be such a focus anymore because after talking about it for two years, it's, it's kind of talked out. But the, with the way the NFL handled it, with the way the Browns handled it, the way the Watson handled it, I think it, it deserves and uh, it forces you to talk about it a little more because for something that it, it, with the amount of people involved in that, you would think that at least even if it didn't make you feel better about what happened or how it was handled, at least you'd feel like, you know, at least they put on a, a, a good show and make it seem like that they get it and they understand and the NFL got the punishment right. and all. There was none of that. None of that at all. Uh, all right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. I did want to touch on the Giants a bit because obviously they got the preseason game tomorrow against the Bengals. And uh, while I was away, there was so much stuff on Daniel Jones. And, and you know, look, we start. I always try to think about where, where are the areas that we all agree, right? And, and with the Yankees, we all agree. They have to win the World Series this year or the year is a failure, right? With Daniel Jones, it's, it's, it's clear cut. This is the year that Daniel Jones must prove that he's the Giants' long-term solution, right? It's a question that you have. They didn't pick up the fifth-year option, and this is the year that he has to prove it, right? 
and, and, and look, when we get into the season, that's what, what, what we'll, we'll, we'll figure out, right? But to me, it's always kind of been interesting, and I, I really haven't gotten a real read on it, but I think that it feels more like he's going to – we're talking about court cases, right? It almost feels like with the new regime, I'm always interested, is it going to be the type of thing where he has to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he's 100% the guy, or is it much more like a civil – there just needs to be like the preponderance of evidence, more true than false that he's the long-term solution. I kind of went into this year thinking it was more of the, he just has to show more, it's more true than false that he's the long-term solution. But with the things that you're hearing about, you know, giving Tyrod Taylor a chance and the offense and some of the struggles that he's had, another one, I will say this. If Tyrod Taylor is taking any meaningful snaps, at all during the regular season, well, then we won't have to ask the question anymore. If we, if we, if there's a situation that comes about either, you know, more than uh, Jones got the wind knocked out of him for a play, just need to breathe on a play. But if we get to the regular season, preseason, I don't care. Play, you know, play Tyrod Taylor in the regular. I don't want to, I, I don't really want to play my starting quarterback in the preseason because I don't want to, you know, for a guy that's gotten hurt a lot, I don't want to put him out there and, and chance to, to get him hurt. Uh, the, the, the preseason to me is not that important, especially for someone who's got that much riding on it. The, the risk reward does not pay off. So I don't have a problem not playing Daniel Jones in the preseason or playing Tyrod Taylor in the preseason. Who cares? But when we get to the regular season, if there's any time where Tyrod Taylor is making, taking meaningful snaps, be it injury, needing a spark on offense during a game, Jones goes in there and looks terrible and needs to, you know, needs to they just got to try to shake things up because the offenses look so bad or give them a different look, or that Jones's play is just so bad they just want to see what else they have on the roster, well, then that you, at that point, you're not going to ask any more questions. The question has been answered because – while I don't know if Daniel Jones is the long-term solution at quarterback, I know for 100% fact Tyrod Taylor is not the long-term solution for the Giants at quarterback. That much we know. So if Tyrod Taylor is at any point during the regular season playing meaningful snaps instead of Daniel Jones, then you've gotten the answer, and you know that when the season's over, the Giants will be looking for a new quarterback. It won't be Tyrod Taylor, and it certainly won't be Daniel Jones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, we'll wrap things up on the phones as we take you up until noon right here on 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Let's go back to the phone, shall we? Let's go to uh, Daniel's in Brooklyn. Daniel, you're uh, next up on the Dave Rothenberg Show. Yes, Gordon. I just wanted to touch on the fact that um, he didn't prove his innocence. Right. Um. You talk about Deshaun Watson. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. He wasn't proven guilty. No, he was not proven guilty. But he didn't say I wasn't proven guilty. He said I proved my innocence. He didn't prove his innocence, though. No, no, he didn't. That's okay. He didn't. But at the same time, he's still innocent until proven guilty. Oh, absolutely. Well, in in a court of law, he's innocent until proven guilty. But in the in the in the in the court of public opinion, you know, look, it, it doesn't really pass the smell test. What he's saying. Oh, you're right there. Yeah. He put himself in a big compromising situation he didn't have to put himself in. Absolutely. All right, look, see that. that, Daniel, that's what I'm about, man. I'm about bringing people together. Daniel, came, you know, I appreciate the phone call, 1-800-919-ESPN. Uh, you know, he came and he's like, well, look, you're, not, you're wrong on this. But look at that. At the end of the call, we're in agreement.
That's what I, I say this all the time, but I just bring people together. That's what I'm about. I'm a deal maker. Locking it in, right? Lock it in. Mitch is in New Jersey. Mitch, you're next up on the Dave Rothenberg Show. Hey, Commish. Good. How you doing? Um, first, of all, I think uh, Taylor, Ty- Tyro Taylor, I think he's a better quarterback than uh, Jones. But they'll okay. be taking one of the, one of those good quarterbacks. It's going to be a great quarterback class next year, but one, one day at a time, right? And with Watson, uh, they should have find him, spent him uh, next year, next season. It would have hit him harder. Uh, he's innocent, and why is he apologizing? He, he strikes me as a very uh, uh, du- dubious, uh, f- uh, phony baloney uh, person. Would you say he got away? Yeah, I mean to 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 have taken his reputation, Mitch, which was sparkling and sterling, and there was no, you know, he really couldn't say anything bad about him personally, and and, and to have this incident and to make it that his pers- you know, his um. His reputation is now one uh, of what it is uh, with this 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 story is uh, there's not really any wiggle room, right? Like, you know, usually you have a story that comes along and you're like, well, maybe this happened. Maybe that happened. It's, it's kind of hard to see it from his point of view with what he is saying. Uh, that he did nothing wrong and, uh, you know, he apologized just briefly there and then kind of almost immediately went back on it as soon as the punishment was handed down. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, just, uh, it's a mess. He's laughing, away. He's laughing away all the way to the bank. It's, it's going to yeah. stay with him forever. And one more thing, uh, the sign for, uh, I didn't like the serious serious final. Uh, it was, yeah, uh, that's another good one, yeah. It was, it was, but you know what, it, it does, bad. you know, with a sitcom, it's not going, you know, because it's episodic, right? Like each episode is kind of different than the next one. It's not going to stop you from watching it or re-watching it, right? Like Game of Thrones that, is so bad, you can't re-watch Game of Thrones because the ending was that bad. Okay, guys. Have a good weekend. All right, Mitch. Thanks. Uh, yeah, and Ty, I don't think Tyrod Taylor is, is better than, uh, than Daniel Jones. I'll say this. If Tyrod Taylor is better than Daniel Jones, then the Giants need a quarterback. That much. And that might be the case, right? Well, that's, that's, that's what we're finding out this season. If, if Daniel Jones can, can present his case, he's got the year. And for Joe Shane and for Brian Dayball, it's all about throwing as much as you can and, and, and answering that question. To me, that's the bigger question than winning seven games or winning eight games or winning five games. Uh, to me, the bigger question is, do you have the quarterback on your roster? You, you, you're hoping that this, this first draft class is going to provide you more talent than you've had. That's been an issue, right? A lack of talent overall. Uh, after the, the Dave Gettleman years, so it's going to be a long rebuild. And to me, it's not really just the, about the quarterback, although that's the most important one. It's about what do you have on this? What can you salvage on this roster moving forward? Yes, you've added some pieces in the draft, but is there anything left over from the previous regime? Because the more pieces you can find on the roster, well, that's going to probably help you turn things around a little bit quicker. And if you don't have that many people, then it's going to be an evil. I think I look at the Giants as it's a complete rebuild where the rebuild really hasn't even really started yet. You have to you have to strip. I mean, this this offseason, they were so hamstrung because of the salary cap that they couldn't really make any moves. They're, they're, they're releasing players and, and not getting anything back for them just so they could have some salary cap space. So uh, that tells you that's not really it's, it's almost unfair to say that the rebuild with the Giants began this offseason because they couldn't make the necessary moves of a team that has been one of the worst teams in football the previous five years because the previous regime left them so cash-strapped 
that they can't make those moves. So this year is, is all about evaluation. This is not the rebuild yet. And the biggest evaluation, you would think, has to be the quarterback uh, and see if he can present his case. And to me, it really should be almost like with the, when it was with the Jets with, with Sam Darnold. Like, you've got to prove to me. If, I'm, if, if it turns out that the Giants end up this year with five wins and they have another top five, top six pick, then it's almost certain that you're going to have to go and get another quarterback. You are not going to waste that pick on another position when the quarterback that you have, if you're only winning five, four, five games and you're one of the worst teams again, um, to me, if I'm the new regime, I want my own guy. I want to pick my own guy. I don't want the leftover. If all the other, if you're telling me all the other spots on the roster are devoid of talent because of the previous regime, then why would I think that the quarterback, the most important position, which was also picked by the previous regime, is going to be the answer there either? All right, that's going to do it for us for today. Already three hours just flew by. This is the way to come back from vacation. Not the Yankees so much because that's a, that is a, an epic fail. That is a complete disaster. But who knows? Garrett Cole's on the mound today. Go out there. I don't care what it is. If it's six shutout innings, if it's seven innings, you have to go win the game. We got nothing that we can count on these days. Garrett Cole has to be something that they can count on today because the Yankees need a win. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.